This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Tell me, tell me, tell me, folk who wrote the book of love, I've got to know the You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay, and this program is called... The Wonderful World of Wardini Books. And as always, it's my pleasure to have the wonderful Lewin from Wardini Books in Havelock North, the home of good books in the Bay, one in Napier and one in Havelock. Mm. And we have got three fabulous books. And you mentioned uh, before we came to air that they're not as depressing as those <laughs> books that you've been bringing in recently. I thought you cheerful, <laughs> cheerful and absurd oh, books Thank today. God. Mm, and the first go. book is a long title too, The Little Wooden Robot and the Log Princess. Yeah. Look, isn't it a beautiful oh, it looking is. book? Oh, look at that. Spotlight. Hardback children's picture book. And yeah. it's by Tom Gold, who is a timeless, fairy, uh, a timeless fairy tale from acclaimed cartoonist New Yorker contributor and award-winning graphic novelist Tom Gold. I love hardbacks. Yeah. It's, it makes it feel like Doesn't a it? book. Yes, indeed. A proper book with a heart and a soul. And in this one, there is a lovely kingdom with a lovely king and a lovely queen. And everything is quite marvellous. They ruled a pleasant land, but they didn't have any children. And they can't no. have any children. Um, and... That's the only thing missing in their lives, it, which is a, cl- a sort of classic fairy tale trope, isn't it? Yes, it is. So the king goes to see the royal inventor, and the queen goes to see a clever old witch. And what they ask for, they both want a child, and so what they get, the inventor makes the little wooden robot with intricate designs, and, and I, I really love the, the inventor's house mm, look at that. workshop because there are keys and things that I don't know what they are and clockwork things and bottles of oil and that looks like maybe a globe but not the world as we know it and uh, there's so much to look at in the pictures for a grown up yes, too I because this is it's a work of art as well as a children's mm. story and then the witch what she does is she takes a log from the basket by her fire and she uses her deepest magic to form a perfect little princess well. And there they go. But there's a small complication. So they live. They all absolutely adore each other. The king, the queen, the two children. And the two children are best buds. They absolutely are. But there's a little problem in that um, when the log princess goes to bed at night, she becomes a log again. Um. And then you have, to, you have to bring her back to life in the morning by saying, awake, little log, awake. And the, uh, the little wooden robot's got little bugs living inside him. And he just lets them. He lets the beetles nest inside him. <laughs> yeah. All it gives him is a bit of a tickle every now and yeah. again. But he thinks, you know, if they're happy in there yeah, and they're safe, then that's lovely. And that's important. And the complication arises when one morning there's a circus in town and the little wooden robot is so excited about it. He rushes downstairs and he forgets to wake his sister because that's what he does mm. every morning and he wakes her with the magic and he goes rushing back upstairs but the maids come in seen the log in the bed and gone that's weird oh, chucked no, it out the window oh, my goodness and then it escalates quite a bit from there so the little wooden robot tries to find her and he ends up going on this massively grand adventure because she gets put on a logging boat oh, look. with all the <laughs> other logs and he's got you know and um so it does escalate quite quickly yes. but don't worry there's many many adventures and there's a map and there's a little wooden robot, and there's a log princess, and this is, along the way, he had too many adventures to recount here. These are my favourite parts. The giant's key, the family of robbers, the old lady in a bottle, the queen of the mushrooms. I love it. How do you come up with that? And then the princess later, so a bit of a spoiler, we know Mm. she's going to be okay, but she has adventures too, while she's looking after her brother. And the Beatles come into it, and they do indeed live happily ever after. But what an amazing story. 
what imagination? How do people get these ideas? I just don't know. And the um, the design of it and the graphics are just incredible. Yeah. Well, even, like you say, just looking behind the main picture and looking into the background, yeah. what, what a joy that would be. It is joyful. That's exactly the right word. Kate. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is that? What's that doing in there? Yeah, the exactly. There's a bottle. Why yeah. is that bottle there? What's going on? What's in it? Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like a Where's Wally thing. Wow, it's marvellous. Yeah. yeah. And all the creatures. There's a little fairy there. Yeah. I love it. All right. And the next one is Poison for Breakfast. Sounds like a whodunit. It is a whodunit. It's brilliant. So Lemony Snicket. Oh, yes, I've heard of Lemony Snicket, yeah. Yeah, so he wrote this series of unfortunate events. And this one is just quite the most incredible little book that I've read forever, really. Mm, really. So suitable for thoughtful, philosophical, clever readers of probably about nine and up, and then anybody, really, Um, because it is a book of philosophy, and he's quite clear about that. So it starts with, dear reader, are you confused? (laughs) (laughs) That's me. I better get hold of it. And that's what we start with, the premise that life is bewildering. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's damn right. (laughs) So what happens, and Lemony Snicket is the hero of his own story in this, as he has been in previous stories, and um, he gets a note under the door of his flat. So it's unusual in that a a book ostensibly for children has an adult narrator, Hmm. but he is, and he's in his flat, and he always has... For breakfast every day, he has tea with honey, a piece of toast with cheese, one sliced pear, and an egg perfectly prepared. Yum. And that's very, very... Um, that, that that will form the basis of the investigation into, he's been poisoned. <laughs> so he gets a slip of paper, he finds a slip of paper, and it looks like it's been pushed under his door, and it says, you had poison for breakfast. And he's like, oh my God, yeah. I'm going to die. I told you there wouldn't be any death, but there kind of is. I snuck it in there. And so what follows is his investigation, and he starts with, well, okay, this is what I've had for breakfast, so I need to investigate the tea. And so he goes to his favourite tea shop, but it's closed. It has erratic hours, and he's always really liked the fact that it's got erratic hours, but today he can't find... Well, okay, and and, and by a process of elimination, well, if they do this and they do this, then they're they're not the kind of people that would poison my tea, so it's not the tea. And on we go with the honey. He goes to the beekeeper and the honey. And uh, the supermarket, he's not got very good things to say about supermarkets. He has quite a stressful time in supermarkets. Um, But there are just the most amazing things where he goes off onto these kind of related tangents where um, you wouldn't, the people that you don't like, you wish ill things upon them. And one of the best ones that I found was, um, I wish that every cracker you eat in your whole life is stale. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a brilliant curse? So he just comes up and the way that he plays with language and the way that he thinks about things and the way that he as a child behaves, like he's got, when, when in, you know, it's, Fiction, but kind of some of it will have snuck in from his own life. His real name's Daniel Handler. Mm. And um, he talks about going to stay at this place for the summer where there was a lake and there were geese and you're not supposed to feed the geese because they'll keep coming back. And no one could understand Mm. why the geese were coming back because nobody was feeding them, but he was going out at night. (laughs) (laughs) Running about at night, getting up early in the morning, feeding the geese. Um, So there are just these absolutely joyful bits all the way through. It is the most perfectly formed book of wonderfulness that i've read for a long time yeah. and what i quite like about it, it looks it looks like an old book it's a proper book yeah like this one again yes. yeah it is and you uh, want to keep it yes you would and the, like the writing is small and it sort of reminds me of old books yeah and there are beautiful illustrations i didn't even mention the illustrator um, who's done a fabulous job so we better name her one moment caller her name is margot kent and she lives in west Chester, pennsylvania 
She's done a great job. She's done a beautiful job, yeah. So that was great. And our last book has a very English sound to it, The Tea Ladies of St. Jude's Hospital. It is quite English sounding, but it's Australian. Really? So this author, Joanna Nell, she writes books in which old people are the stars. Mm. So there's, the stars are generally over 70 years old. Like Miss Marple. Kind of. There's no, it's, but it's, they're more um, they're real people-driven stories, mm. so character-driven stories. And in this one... Um, St. Jude's Hospital has been, it's an institution, it's been there for years, you know, and you get the best quality of care at St. Jude's, not like the general down the road, and all that kind of thing. Um, And there is a tea shop, and the tea shop is there to raise funds for things, you know, like they might get this particular chair that this ward needs, and and currently they're fundraising for a mural in the children's ward. You know, they do important, lovely lovely stuff like that. It's the Marjorie Marshall Marshall Memorial Cafeteria. But um, Hillary is one of those ladies who, kind of a ladies who lunch, kind of lady, you know, golf club, yes. husband very rich in investments, but turns out her husband has defrauded lots of people, he's in a great deal of trouble, and she just leaves him. Like, she's just completely gutted because yeah. her reputation is in tatters. But she's still <laughs> the manageress of the Marjorie Marshall Memorial Cafeteria. Volu- you know, it's all voluntary. And Joy... Um, She's one of these very vibrant women. Her hair is orange and she has beautiful sparkly false eyelashes and gorgeous, colourful clothes. And she is clearly recovering from her husband's terrible, terrible traumatic illness. And she is working her way up to going back to the ward on which she was Mm. in. Len, her husband's called. And then we've got Chloe, who's 17 years old, and her parents are both very high-flying doctors. One at St. Jude's, her mother's, I think they're both at St. Jude's, but her, she's, Oh, and the two elder brothers have become doctors and it's just assumed that mm. Chloe will go, but she faints at the sight of blood. <laughs> and she's really an artist and she's like, she's so miserable and she is very anxious. But as part of her Duke of Edinburgh award, she goes and volunteers at the Marjorie, Marjorie Marshall Memorial Cafe. <laughs> so that's so just well. set up. And these three, three girls, women, ladies, are um, the beating heart of the novel. And then what happens is it's, there's going to be this massive makeover of St. Jude's Hospital and they're going to have a wellness hub and they're going to have a meditation pod and all these things. And in a terrible blow to the Marjorie Marshall Memorial Cafeteria, there's one of these massive, like, kind of a Starbucks franchise thing called Platter that's going in. And it's going to have three different kinds of chai, which right. is a gorgeous moment when, when one of the ladies says, oh, is that the little seed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's cheer. You know, because they don't know, because they serve sausage rolls and scones. Oh, yeah, I'm going there. Exactly, yeah. you know, it's real basic, basic, good, wholesome food. Um, so they're under threat, you know, and what can they do to pull together? But of course, Joy's got the, the husband thing going on. Chloe's got the I don't want to be a doctor thing going on. Hillary's got not only her fraudulent husband, but her very, very elderly sister who she's had to move back in with, who is a cranky old cow. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got so it's one of these just beautiful human stories. It sounds like real life. Real life. Yeah. And quite gorgeous and heartwarming about how communities and cranky people there's a reason for people when they're being cranky mm-hmm. and they might just need a hand. And it was quite fun. It's so much fun and so lovely. And, you know, I may have shed a tear towards oh, the really? end. Yeah, I think so, it's quite uh, lovely. Who's going to read their book? Well, anyone, really. I mean, you know, I think you could give that to... I think my husband Gareth would enjoy it. Yes. Uh, he wouldn't pick it up because if you look at it, it's got yes. a pink gingham tablecloth it's, on the what front. What does it say? As soon as you pick it up, you think... 
doesn't say military thriller, does it? No, it does so, not. <laughs> um, but if I made him read it, if I said sit down and read that, he would find he would it quite it. delightful. So, yeah. you know, just Pro- give it a go. And it would make good TV series too. And, you know, right, it, it would actually. It would be, uh, you can see it playing yeah. out. But in, in times like this, where everything is uncertain and weird... Sometimes you just want a nice book. Oh, don't you? You want some? Yeah, certainty is what we're all about. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Good on you, Lou, for one of these fabulous books. Where are they? Uh, They're at Wardini Books. My pleasure, as always. You look after yourself. Talk to the same time, same place next time. Lovely. Thanks, Kim. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.